Welcome back to another episode of e-commerce industry insiders. Today I'm here with Jimmy and Bridges from Easter Factory. So good to, to have you guys on. Maybe you could give a, a brief introduction about who you are and what is Easter Factory. Thank you. Thanks for having us. Uh, my name is Brijesh. I have my colleague Jimmy with me. We, um, as Toby said, we represent uh, eStore Factory. We came together back in 2014. We come from different backgrounds. I myself come from enterprise solutions, used to work with um, Oracle Corporation um, as a middleware consultant. And Jimmy has um, always been in uh, digital marketing, Google and other social media marketing platforms. Uh, back in 2014, we had caught up socially somewhere and we got chatting and e-commerce seemed like an exciting space back then. So we decided to um, focus our attention more towards that. And that's how eStore Factory came together. We decided to um, develop services that, it, it seemed like e-commerce sellers even back then, uh, while they were great with their products, um, working with Amazon and eBay and the likes wasn't necessarily their forte. So we thought we should be able to help them with that. And that's how. So you're, so you're both basically experienced founders from different industries, let's put it like that. Um, and Thanks. you've already started out in, in 2014. I mean, that's then maybe you're one of the like more experienced agencies in the, in the market then. I mean, market is, is still booming Correct. in many agencies so you've you've basically seen a lot in the last in the last uh, eight years in this industry oh we've seen it grow right in front of our eyes we've seen how focus even from the days back then groupon used to be a thing and so we come all the way from then and um ebay was was quite um relevant um back then so yeah oh, we have right. seen the evolution as it came around yes and then uh, Easter Factory uh, was set up. Where, where, where's your uh, headquarter location? Where are you guys based? We, we're set up in a town called Ahmedabad in India. Mm -hmm. um, it's, a, it's a relatively smaller town, relatively in the Indian context. Mm -hmm. uh, quite large in terms of the number of people that live here. But um, I think it's, it's, it's still a well-known name in the, in the e-commerce industry, though. Ahmedabad. Yes. Mm -hmm. It seems to have found a niche. You're right about that. It mm -hmm. wasn't back then, you know, going back five years, it wasn't, but mm -hmm. it seems like uh, it's, it's become like a small hub or, or a hotspot for um, e-commerce. Mm -hmm. Yes. And uh, so tell me a bit more about, uh, about your team and the, the growth of, of your team in, in the last years. Yeah. Yeah. It, it has been, um, it, it has been, um, the last two years particularly have been slightly different because of COVID and things. Uh, when I say different, what I mean is we have started to distribute our team um, geographically speaking. We've got people working from home. We have a hybrid model now. Uh, we did have a linear growth um, as we came along. Mm -hmm. uh, and this uh, work from home model has been really good because we've been able to get talent, not necessarily just from the local market anymore. Our office is right behind us, um, mm -hmm. as in we are sitting within the office premises. So a lot of our staff are actually within the office premises. We don't use subcontracting and freelancing and things like those. All our staff are in-house, mm -hmm. um, but some of them do work from home. Um, mm -hmm. Most of them from India, but mm -hmm. we also have staff in the UK and Australia. 
What's the total size of your team worldwide? Uh, we what close to about 70 people now in between yes. 65 and 70. Wow, that's yeah. that's a lot. Yeah, so the, the, the growth of your team it happened just recently. Or was was the team slowly growing over the well, last years? It has years? been a very controlled growth. It has been a linear growth um, in Amazing. terms of the number of people. Yes, mm -hmm. it has. It has been gradual. We have been quite conservative in terms of how we grew. Mm -hmm. uh, we didn't take anything and everything that came our way, and it did. There mm -hmm. were things that were coming our way, and they seemed very lucrative, but we stayed true to our niche. Mm -hmm. uh, and yeah, so while we have continued to grow, and more people doesn't necessarily mean more fun for us to manage them, because people management is a whole different uh, kettle of fish. Um, but yeah, we are nearly 70 people now and we've grown gradually speaking of your of, of your team um what are the services that, that you that you offer i f i find there are different sorts of like full service agencies some have more uh, specialization in a certain field like some come from uh, from a digital marketing perspective and yeah. listing optimization others started actually out in, in like e-commerce fulfillment and and, and warehousing What's, what's the service portfolio and do you have any specialization? Yeah, um, I'd almost be unfair to my some of the other team members if I picked up one and not the other because they all love what they do. There are mm -hmm. different niches, different teams mm -hmm. uh, or, or groups of people that work in areas. Mm -hmm. Got to be really careful if they were to see this and <laughs> see that I've picked one over the other as my favorite or specialized. I see, I see, okay. <laughs> my, my team members will be like, you know, I, I love what I do. And you didn't mention me as your favorite. <laughs> um, but we do we do have people. Uh, we have been doing um, advertisement, sponsored ad uh, optimization. That's something that we've kind of almost created an art form out of. We've gone into That's a lot of details, the analytics, the amount of data that we have been through. Uh, that itself allows us or gives us the insights just because we work with so many different clients with varying budgets mm -hmm. um, gives us a very good idea, puts us in a good position to take judgment calls uh, in terms of what's a good A cost or should we continue with something or change it a little bit. Um, so I think that's one of the areas where the customers really see value in working with us. Product listing and organic optimization, that's another area, just the sheer number of listings that we have done or our mm -hmm. people have done. Mm -hmm allows us to create um, an insight. We have an insight into what will work and what will not. And, and I think everybody can develop that. It's just that we've done so much of it. Uh, we've made our mistakes and learned from it. So organic product listing, sponsored ads management, um, I think those would be the backbone of the services that we carry out. I see. From, from what I've heard, uh, there's also like highly increasing demand in all like advertising services regarding Amazon. Yes. That's also an, a, a, a growing part of the of the Amazon business. So your Easter Factory is a full service agency that focuses on the on the marketing uh, perspective of, of of things. What what are other services that that you offer as well, like in terms of account right help from or mm -hmm. photography of products? So we have photographers in the U.S., U.K., Australia. Oh, that's so, perfect. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that it helps with the logistics. Um, mm -hmm right from photography to the photo editing. Mm -hmm. And the other thing that has done really well lately is the, um, the 3D rendering, the digital art, because there are a lot oh, yeah. of mm -hmm. for which the photographs doesn't do justice for. 
Mm-hmm. So those uh, we we have um, developed special teams for that who work on pro- for product photo enhancement or or just a reconstruction uh, of a three D rendering. Um, so the right from that through to what else would you say, Jimmy? You've been working on a lot of translation uh, right. cross border mm-hmm. to allow cross border listing of products. Mm-hmm. Um, we we've done that and also the um, the A plus content page. That's been another really busy area for us and storefronts. Lately, you've been talking a lot about, you've got a special team for storefronts now. So as you said, Toby, we are a full service. So hence, I end up mentioning just about everything. But the fact is we've got people working in all of those areas and they absolutely love the area they work in. Like if I speak to my storefront people, um, they love it to pieces. They've gone into the details of it and they've broken it down into what works and what doesn't. that's amazing. So you're basically having uh, like multiple teams that are all highly specialized in the in their main topic. Uh, and as you said, I think uh, the the as as the markets are getting more competitive on Amazon, it's more and more com- important to try to keep up with like outstanding listings, with like enhanced brand content and 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 renderings as well. That's that's something that's that's maybe new. And that uh, Amazon sellers now have to try to keep up with, uh, especially since renderings uh, has been more like a thing for big brands, and maybe yes. since they, they they used to be more complicated, and yes. uh, not all, especially smaller brands, did not did not have access to such uh, sorts of, of uh, marketing okay. methods. Well, it's almost unfair competition against the smaller sellers because all of a sudden, as they say, you know, I, I, it's not my phrase, but someone has said that. Uh, you're really selling pictures. You're really selling product photos when it comes to online commerce. And big brands have all access to all these kind of technologies. Their product photographs look so much better um, right. because they're able to uh, le- leverage these kind of technologies. So now that's available to everybody. I-, I often say to my clients that if not all of your products, pick your top three and make sure you use um, rendered pictures for those as opposed to the stock standard photos taken right mm-hmm. that's that's a good recommendation yeah, and good you you're t- talking of smaller amazon sellers is there like a certain minimum size of like of business size that you require from your clients like no, we don't do in that, terms right? of revenue or company size or something like that or could you just basically provide services for everyone because i know there are many Many of the of the uh, full service agencies, um, as as they as they grow, uh, they will basically cut off the the smaller Amazon sellers right. because they're more interested in, in big brands, and yes. so the it's 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 basically more difficult, I guess, for smaller brands to find a good yeah. agency because the big names don't want to work with them. Even I agree. I, I know what you're saying, and I've I've seen it firsthand. We do have some customers who have come to us that way. So no is the answer. No, we don't have such a filtering criteria. What we recommend to somebody who just wants to try us out or who don't necessarily have a big footprint or don't want to give us a, a $5,000 retainer to start with is we've you can buy the services on our website itself. So if, if you just want to get one A plus content page done, there is a fixed price for it. You buy it from the website itself, minimum interaction, and allows us to that allows us to work with smaller sellers also. Oh, that's very interesting. Yeah. And also, it gives full full transparency on, on on what to expect. They don't have to the be scared to all... jump on a call with you, not knowing what's what's the monthly re- retainer or something like that. 
Correct. So the prices are published. It's like a rate chart. It's like going into a walking into a restaurant with all the prices and everything upfront declared. The only thing that um, I think Jimmy, you lately uh, started doing is for newer sellers, particularly, we make sure that they're aware of what they're getting into. We don't want them to burn their investments, not be happy with the three months or two months down the track, because sometimes newer sellers are not necessarily aware of what they're getting into. So, yeah, definitely. Uh, we we do. That's I suppose the only little filter that we have. That if if you really don't know what you're getting into, if you're looking at this as not a short even term, able to to like monitor what the agency is doing because they're just not keen enough on the topic itself and don't, don't know if it's if it's done properly. Exactly, exactly. That's right. So it's it's no point um, them feeling like they've been. Um, they've got a, a bit of a heartache because, you know, they didn't get what they were looking for. So it's best yeah. to build up the expectation even before we start. That's right. I think that's the right term, like managing the expectations. That's very important, I think, for for the satisfaction with, with clients. So yeah. what you're saying is you can work with like the smallest Amazon sellers that I can imagine, like complete beginners up to seven and eight figure corporations, basically. That is right. Yes. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And that's that's one thing I guess that that uh, differentiates uh, Easter Factory from other bigger bigger agencies uh, with with a similar size. What what are, what in, in, in from your perspective are other things that uh, differentiates uh, Easter Factory from 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 other agencies? Some some more reasons why you would recommend an, an Amazon seller to to work with you? Yeah, I think you you pointed that that out earlier. You know, seven years in the business. That has taught us a lot of things that we should, but also what we shouldn't do. Uh, we've clearly moved away from using any freelancers. Mm -hmm. Instead of that, we, we'd rather have uh, people on board. If I can't verify the work, if I don't, if I can't train them my way, I'm not going to let my clients be handed over to them yeah. uh, for the work to be done. So um, I, we make sure that our people go through a three-month intensive training uh -huh. before they can touch a client's account or before before they uh, get access to a live project. Um, I think that has made a lot of difference. In fact, we've learned, I think we've learned that from Amazon itself. If you look at Amazon, they make sure that the logistics is their own, the warehousing. Um, people drop. So we don't do drop shipping of services. Mm -hmm. We do everything in-house. Um, and that allows us a lot of quality control. That we know what we are doing and it's not like we are taking the project from one side and then handballing it to the freelancers on the other side that's not what we do that's, so not, that's, that's, that's a very proven proven system uh, i guess and maybe maybe you are only able to do it this way because you were growing uh, constantly i think issues with like other agencies that are uh, that have been blowing up in a, in a very short period of time is they had to like get like uh, outside talent and, and outsource and work with freelancers. And then very quickly, they might not be able anymore to sustain a certain uh, level of quality and in-house communication as well. True. And we've learned that very early on that it's, it's not going to work that way. It just gives you sleepless nights. Also, you're not being true and honest to your clients. If you're uh, using a lot of freelancers on the outside, that's not what the client signed up for. Got it. So that was an interesting uh, perspective on, on your company. Now I think it would be interesting for our viewers, maybe if you could share from, from your long, year long experience, um, maybe some insights of the business itself 
um, from your experience, uh, what what makes a successful Amazon sellers? Maybe what what differentiates uh, like the successful Amazon sellers from ones that are not really getting their feet off the ground? Yeah, Jimmy's worked with a lot of them. What what would you say in your ex you, you have so many successful sellers who've been with you for years now? What what do you think? What what's different about them as opposed to the ones that come and go? I think you know. Uh, like we touched the right expectation, uh, the successful sellers are not there for the easy instant success. They see that as a business and uh, you know plan for a long term. So so the, they they start with the the uh, you know the business, the Amazon e-commerce account with the vision of uh, staying there for you know at least ten years, yeah. twenty years, for decades, months. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, they consider that as a business as opposed to like an instant, you know, within two months, three months, I'll start earning uh, millions. So that's that right expectation kept them, uh, you know, well there uh, as a successful sellers. So that's 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 one uh, factor for success that I also fully, fully agree on. Uh, I think that too many businesses uh, like and even like business owners out there that maybe come from different industries i've i've seen that like also heard that uh, amazon is a great place to to earn like a, a, a quick uh, a quick buck and make uh, make yeah. a few uh, hundred thousands uh, with like easy work or even earn passive income or something like that yeah. so what you're saying is uh, like amazon sellers who have like proper expectations who who take it seriously and who invest also long long term, so that's 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 one factor. What what is another factor that you see that uh, successful Amazon sellers share, like the ones that actually make millions and actually actually take profits home? Right. The the other um, um, in in fact, I did survey uh, to my all the all the clients and overall other Amazon sellers. Um, you know why they are successful. One of the factor that I think. Uh, works for them, their um, deep knowledge about the product they're selling. Mm -hmm. you know, there are two types of sellers. Some sellers are, uh, you know, uh, stick to the uh, their category, their niche. They know that well, you know, they know all things about their products, you know, um, and, and how the, the products are useful. And some of them are selling anything and everything, you know, uh, picking up the product from here and there, all the, mm -hmm. uh, any recommendation from the tool and then uh, trying to sell them, make it, uh, try to make oh, them yeah. successful. Mm -hmm, totally. Mm -hmm. So the people who are uh, more knowledgeable, more into their products, their categories, their brand, they are, uh, you know, more successful uh, rather than selling anything and everything. Yeah, that makes, that makes so much sense. Uh, I think, it, it maybe there maybe was some business opportunity maybe 10 years or something uh, ago to just throw anything any product on the market just import any like trash product yeah. um and, and and try to to like uh, make a few hundred thousand per product but uh, i totally agree i, I don't see this uh, working today anymore and i guess the the, the markets and the uh, the demand is still growing on amazon and uh, in, in many categories, for example, in uh, like uh, sleeping products, pillows, and and stuff like that. But uh, the winners are, are the sellers that specialize on the on the product and the, the product quality, right? Right. And that's of course is 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 not easy to to specialize and to to get knowledge on the product because when when you're starting out, like 
well, there's no way you can get this knowledge. It will build up, build up over, over time. Correct. Correct. So I guess it could be recommended to Amazon sellers, uh, pick one industry and try to stick to it and become an expert with, yeah. with, with these products rather than, uh, doing niche, niche jumping back and forth and, uh, trying everything or even, uh, simultaneously at the same time. You're right. Um, yep. On the other hand, what are some of the, of the biggest mistakes that you see uh, Amazon sellers do that are maybe not successful or that's maybe costing them their, 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 their profits? What are some of the, of the major mistakes? Um, one of the biggest mistake, I would say, their, um, you know, their perception or their point of view about, you know, my product is the best product in the market. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> every other center, uh, you know, things like that, that, you know, and then, you know, when you compare, they didn't, they don't want to see that, you know, uh, what is the best, um, what their competitors are doing and, and what's the best product, what are the best factors in, in the same kind of products that are working for sellers. And, you know, they don't want to see the price point. They want to, they don't want to see, the usefulness of the product and, and uh, sticking to their own uh, point of view that, you know, my product is the best. I know that uh, customer somehow, you know, uh, can't get it. That's the mistake, um, you know, oh, yeah. many of my that makes uh, sense. sellers did. Yeah. yeah, especially when they're so proud of their invention yeah. and the brand and stuff that True. they're not like not, not open for like uh, honest, like uh, critics about their, their product that that's, that's definitely one thing that I can, can, can yeah. agree with. What are, what are other mistakes that you see frequently ha happen? Yeah. Maybe in terms of, 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 of the marketing or, or maybe even be, before they, they came to you as a, as, a, as a new client, maybe what are some marketing mistakes that Amazon sellers do with the listings before they come to you? Yeah, I, I think one of the other things that we've seen with successful sellers and not so much with the unsuccessful ones, and therefore it's a mistake, is they don't look at it as a wholesome or, or a 360-degree launch of a product or existence. So it's not just being on Amazon. Sometimes it needs to be supported with social media marketing and perhaps mm -hmm. their own website. So it's an entire story that needs to be told about a brand. As you mentioned, the, early, the example earlier you gave about sleeping products, such as pillows and mattresses and things. You cannot just have a listing on Amazon and ima imagine that that will tell the full story, um, especially if you're not a known brand. If you're not for yeah. being for a big brand, you would need supporting material or existence yeah. such as website and a very solid and supported social media marketing. So it is a, in that sense, at least a three pronged strategy, which covers your 360 degree. A lot of sellers just focus on maybe because of lack of funding or um, whatever it is, but they think that being on Amazon is sufficient. It's not. It, you don't, don't expect to sell from your website. It may not necessarily happen or, from, or through your social media marketing, but you still need to be there and it needs to be updated to support your Amazon listing. So what you're saying is as a brand, you will have to need multiple touch point throughout the customer journey in order to really build a strong brand and, and grow your brand awareness. And that, yeah. that, uh, yeah. the way that Amazon is offering you to like present your products and your brand might, may not be sufficient. 
in order to to get the word out about oh, you your put brand. it better than me you put it better than i did so yeah exactly spot on perfect well that also also makes uh, totally sense so this is also something that you do right so creating a web a websites about the product doing the social media marketing so you you really help the the brands with a with a full marketing right not only on amazon but everything that's needed to we, we absolutely do. And sometimes we find ourselves doing it at cost price just to convince the client that it's important and you should do it. And it's not going to cost you an arm and a leg. We actually almost do it at a cost price because um, this is the website development and the social media um, because it's going to assist while Amazon is your selling channel, mm -hmm. but other existence, digital existence is very important to support your sales so yes we do have those services and while they are not our core services but they can't be done away with either amazing i think that was a, a great interview uh, with you guys and uh, please to all the viewers uh, if you've got any uh, specific questions to easter factory please write them down in the in the comments here and uh, i'm pretty sure we can get uh, uh, Bridgesh and Jimmy to uh, respond to them for you. Anyways, guys, thank you so much for answering the questions. I think it gave a, a great first impressions and uh, I'm looking forward to uh, speaking to you again soon. Thank you, Toby. Sure.